cover. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> these are like a you tell hold on. I was gonna say utilitarian. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but this is something you're just using. This isn't like a fashion show. Hello and welcome to the girls who came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. What's up? Hi. <laughs> I said, wait, why are we quiet? Why, why, uh, we've only been doing this for four years. <laughs> right? Where do we go from here? Why should we get our My shit goodness. together now? There's no You know need. what? By the, yeah, I know. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. I've listened to way more popular podcasts who have their shit less together. So we're fine. Hey, we're fine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised at how, like, Clearly, someone is like on the phone taping. <laughs> yeah, like, stop. Like now in 2020, stop it. In Come 2020. On. Come on, the year of our pandemic. 2020. Oh my god, the year of our pandemic. I wonder if there's <laughs> going to be like a pre-post something. Yeah, I don't know. This is the 9/11 for those kids who don't remember 9/11. I guess. Let me tell you, like I said yesterday, I'm so glad I'm not a little kid right now. Yeah, me too. There's my no niece way is so bored. Under- yeah, exactly. Like they have no idea. Oh my nope. god! Also, by the way, speaking of your niece tangent, uh, Facebook reminded me that we we're all at the beach six years ago, and she was so tiny, and it was she upsetting. was so cute. <laughs> she was so, I mean, she's still cute, but like, oh god, clean my feet. <laughs> that is a six year anniversary. Of <laughs> My, she will. Did she look, say that? She'll be thirty years old. You? No, to me, <laughs> it was to me. That's what she will be thirty life. years old, and yeah. her, you know, husband, wife, whatever. I will still yeah. be telling them that story. Yeah, you will. You'll be. It'll be at the speech of the wedding. That's when right. She, oh, it's my toast. Y'all she remember? Kid. <laughs> she was like, how many? It was six years ago. She was four. Yeah, no, two. She's eight, yeah. two. I can yeah, math. There you go, math, math. Oh, good. The dryer stopped. Sorry, y'all may hear the dryer <gasps> in the first. Oh, I heard it a minutes. little bit, but I also have dryer going, so I thought oh, okay, it it's was done. in my headphones. <laughs> no, it was me. Did you try the towel trick? I try. I'm trying the towel trick. I forgot. I'm I know. Do it. I I'll remember. do it in two I weeks. It eight I do times. Again. Uh, for you guys, don't know. There's something that came out on um on uh, what was that Earth Day that was recently. Uh, there were so many things like use these reusable all these things that I already do because I'm obsessive but with like being as as environmental as possible not always but I try Um, but one of them is if you have clothes in a you know like regular machine washing uh, dryer machine hold on a second (laughs) let's do this back it up (laughs) if you're using a like dryer machine dryer (laughs) <laughs> there's not really a good people just call it a dryer i guess um yep. uh to put a dry towel in helps it to dry faster i don't understand why maybe it maybe the towel like slightly absorbs some of the moisture and then it oh because i would think it would just be a big old mess we'll see what happens 
that's supposedly a thing. Got to report back on top of having you know like wool balls, and you have the little one of your aren't yours cacti. Or something, little things, little tumbly things yes, that you put in there. Yes, my little dryer buddies. Your little dryer buddies. Yeah, you're like, I don't know, they're in there right now, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm trying that out. It's, God, we've been tangent and boring enough. I don't know. It's a pandemic. <laughs> We're quarantined. Some people, it's a pand. It's a Dan pandemic. Uh, people, some people love us talking. Some people hate us talking. Them's the breaks. Sorry, right. y'all can just fast forward. Yeah, honestly. You could do that little 30 second ahead button or whatever. Do you also it's, have to have that? Look, it's a dream, that little button. It's a dr- and, the, and the 15 second back, if that's how you have your setup, because that's how I have mine set up. Uh, <laughs> so, for some reason, 15 back, 34. I think mine's 30 forward and 10 back, which is weird. Oh. But it's I never, like, mess with it. That's just what it was. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do So, Leslie, hmm. what have you been up to while you've been stuck at the DMV with Charlene? Uh, I've been sewing. Okay. Every day. So if you need a mask, you have hit me up. Um, I finished a print book. Well, it's an ebook, but like Whoa. not an audio book. Uh, it was very short. It's called Empress of Salt and Fortune. It was very good. Um, it's like it's almost like a like a retelling of a fairy tale, like in or like a legend or something. Uh-huh. Um, it has Asian roots and it's about um, oh. a princess who was like um, discarded and she like got her revenge and it was, it's good. It's Ooh, out now. Sounds good. And I listened to a bunch of audiobooks on minimalism because mm-hmm. my oh, holds yeah. came up at the same time. Like they yeah, do. Of course. Like yeah. I didn't put, I didn't just be like, I'm going to read 10 books on this. Uh, over the course of weeks, I'm like, Ooh, place a hold. Ooh, place a hold. Ooh, place a hold. And then they all come up at one time. Cause uh, they get the, they get the funding in. Yeah. Cause they're all, there's all this emergency funding right now. So yeah. they just like yeah. keep buying things, um, which I'm cool with. I I wish they would start buying all the trash that I recommend that they buy, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I recommend a lot of trash. Um, Sunny and I have been hanging out, doing work, going to meetings. She is obsessed with meetings. Uh, she likes to be in the middle of them for work. Work, work meetings, we should say. <laughs> yes, Zoom meetings. We're not. We're social distancing. Um, she likes yeah. for everyone to see her butt in meetings. So. Oh, it's so cute. What else? What else? Uh, that's really it. Sleeping, cooking, doing laundry. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Uh, I am obsessed over the past 24 hours with the movie that you sent me. Oh yeah. I watched that movie too. Uh, extra- <laughs> Freaking extraordinary. I don't so know good. why it has gotten me so much, but it's like, it's very in the vein for me of like what we do in shadows. That's what I thought too. As soon as yeah, I finish very it. what we do in shadows, yeah. kind of a lighter, more fun Shaun of the Dead, like mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead before it gets serious, which I used to do. I used to watch Shaun of the Dead before it's really sad, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still kind of fun and dumb and whatever. Um, yeah, it's in in those lines. I I watched it again this morning, which I already told you, but that cracked me up, and I could have like just hit play, and then I decided to like we like rented it, and I was like, Shit, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> Like, watch it over and over if I want. So into it. I just love the characters because it's, it, it's in. Oh, by the way, I had to look it up because I was like, they have cell phones, but they kind of have cassettes. And she mentions a CD. It's like early 2000s mm-hmm. Ireland. That's great. Yeah. That is so specific. But like, it's a time you can almost 
be a little bit nostalgic for if you're of oh, a yeah. certain age, yeah. you know, but then like if you were in high school, <laughs> it's not going to seem that different to some people. Like our age is like, it's not going to like exactly seem that different. And then you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit how like Napoleon Dynamite did that to me when I first saw it. I was like, is this oh, back yeah. in time or is it just like the Midwest or like what is going on? So <laughs> I had a little bit of that with this where it took me a minute to be like, oh, wait, it's like kind of a joke that they all had these Nokia phones that everyone had. Yep, this must have been one of those. like in like later '90s or something. And yeah, yeah, I I don't know if I did. I probably did. Um, that cracks me up that your dad had a cell phone. Oh like, yeah, he had were, one like, of the neither. the big Motorola's, not the Zach Morris Motorola, but like the next <laughs> one after that. Uh huh. Uh huh. This is a, specifically Zach Morris. Really, <laughs> I, I love just that. I always just see him talking on that giant cell phone. Oh, that's so funny. Why Never did I think a kid about in it. high school have a giant phone you're right yeah wonder if i can find a picture of that probably i can i'm sure um that's good so i loved extraordinary it was a sad week we lost a furry friend you and i and our friends who are his parents and so So eh, i was not very useful i was actually sad a lot it was really sad it's very Uh, sad he was the best yeah and it was like sudden you know it was just like you know cats do that to you though Yep. Right? They'll be like, oh, I'm kind of not doing that well. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's now. Like, oh, man. I'm dead. Yeah. 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 Yep. So it was that kind of thing. So that was sad. So I was having like kid gloves for myself this week and uh, trying to take care of our friends that are uh, grieving their little kitty and stuff. So it was like, yeah. it's kind of a mert week for that reason. Um, so yeah, it was nice to kind of cap it off with extraordinary this like just absolutely ridiculous movie that is fun that we definitely would well wait why didn't we go it, uh alamo was we were it wasn't it was out that one weekend that i was in danville oh uh, okay like that's when it came out and then i don't think they had it very long yeah and then when i came back because that was after we saw uh portrait of lady on fire and yeah. so then we didn't go back to Alamo again before the quarantine. Oh. So that was, was like the next me, one on our list. That's so sad. It was making yeah. me so nostalgic for going to Alamo, but also because it was on like a lot of trailers <laughs> too yeah. before before we stopped being able to go. And that oh, I should we should say that you rented it on Kino now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that specifically was helping the Alamo Family Fund the way you did it, but it's also just an app also for people. Yeah, so they um they've partnered with a bunch of indie theaters. Kino now has, so you can go to like the website of your local theater, and if they have partnered with them, it'll be like get your virtual tickets now. And so you go through so your cool. theater's website, so that when you make your purchase, the however much money, like I think for Chelsea when I did the booksellers, it was like five dollars, oh, yeah. and I'm not sure how much exactly went to Alamo, but it's like half of your ticket price goes to Kino, and half oh. of it goes directly to your theater. That's great. So yeah. you can still support That's right. your local theaters. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, okay. That's yeah, so that's another good way. And again, if you guys have, you know, organizations that you are working with, you want us to shout out, just drop us a line. So like I said, specifically on like Twitter is really great or like Facebook, places I can easily just like share, retweet, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um we're excited to be back. We actually are taping two weeks in a row. Yeah. That's crazy. For the first time mm-hmm. in 
A long time. A very long time. Like maybe not since I moved here, but close. But yeah, pretty close. Because <laughs> like everything blew up. Yep. Eventually. So yeah. So there we go. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to share? Nope. I'm good. Okay. Well, I can say what happened. What did I, what do we how do we usually say it? like what did we what watch we this week? Is that this week? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this week we watched Ooh. We're not in season 7. No. Nope. We're in season 6. Whoops. We're close. We're on the last <laughs> disc now officially of season 6. Oh my I started gosh. ripping the last disc. Yeah, they're only I think 3 or 4 episodes after this or something like that. And then I think that season 7 is considered garbage by everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to have I fun know, with so. that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So everyone just enjoy the end of season six, basically. <laughs> Savor it. Oh, me. Um, so season six, episode 19. Oh, it's not seen from a mall. <sighs> it nope. is all about, what is it? Odes uh, to Atlanta. All about Odes to Atlanta. Thank you. I don't Welcome. know. I was doing weird things. Uh, clearly, I changed. <laughs> I changed the season, but not the title. Oops. Okay, let's try that again. Season six, episode nineteen, all about O's to Atlanta, which is a nod to all about Eve. Um yes. that they even mention in the episode. And that is an amazing movie. It's such um, a good I'm movie. I'm pretty sure Betty isn't Davis. It? Uh, she's so Yeah, awesome. and that's uh Joanne Woodward Wood oh no Woodard. She's not Woodward. Uh was in that right? And that's what she got her, her Oscar for? Is that that uh, one? Anne Baxter is the main character. Oh, you know what I'm actress, thinking? Oh, no, I'm thinking of... um, She's in the one that's like the faces of something, something. Three Faces of Eve, which is also a really that's, great movie. That's the one I'm getting. I, but here's the funny thing. I've seen them both, and I'm just conflating the cast and the story in my head <laughs> right now. And that's an absolute mess. Yes, Three Faces of Eve. Different from All About Eve that I saw like a long long time ago i'd probably say 15 years ago also very good yeah you said betty davis fantastic yeah um so that's where the title comes from let's try this again ring it in uh <laughs> tv guide reads carlene oh sorry it first aired march 2nd 1992 carlene gains notoriety and her first groupie by entering atlanta's theme song contest it's specifically for we should say um, the theme song is around the Olympics that were yeah the, be when they had there. them in Atlanta mm-hmm. yeah so that's what it's for and I do want to say they didn't uh, um, they didn't do anything but the regular cast as listed in uh, on TV Guide but I wanted to say that Heather yes is played by Lisa Jane Persky great character actress I can't um, believe they didn't put her in TV Guide. I thought that was weird. They just Rude. put the regular cast. I was like, excuse me? She'd done, like, so much stuff by now. But I figured they would um, even put, like, the stage manager. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the stage manager actually had, like, lines and stuff. Um, nope. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> Let me make sure that I've got that right. They didn't. It's just Anthony, Carleen, Mary Jo, and Julia. Oh, and Bernice are all Who the people that Who is on listed. fire this episode. Oh, my God. Leslie, I think I watched this episode a little too early for bernice <laughs> she's she's doing a lot i would dare um, say she's doing the most this episode the absolute most <laughs> what is she doing what happens in this all episode? right so we start off right off the bat with her answering the phone 
I have the notes start as usual, but I was trying to segue with Bernice. Um, and then I explained. No, it, yeah. And yeah. now we're here. Okay. Bernice answering <laughs> the phone. And I, if you would like to see a mashup of all the ways she answers <gasps> the phone this episode, please go to our did YouTube you page. It? I did a oh, video of yes. all the times she answers the phone. You're on um, fire today. Speaking thanks. of, geez. All the gifts, yeah. all the videos. This episode is gold. Um, yeah. And she says, crazy sugar bakers, our prices are insane. <laughs> And then Julie's like, I got it. And she picks the phone up and starts talking. And Allison asks Anthony why he brought Bernice in here to answer the phones. And he's like, Allison, I did not bring her in here to answer the phones. I merely mentioned how swamped we were. And then when I got here, she was here answering the phones. And then it rings again. And she picks it up. And she says, sugar bakers, our girls work cheap. And Anthony's like, I got it. And then Allison is talking to her. And she's like, Bernice, if you must answer the phones... Just say sugar bakers. And Bernice is like, I'm sorry, dear, but that's boring. And then it rings again. <laughs> this is, um, I posted this gif on my personal Facebook page and tagged my friend Russell because he also loves designing women. We went to college together. Um, and uh, he used to always say booger shakers. <laughs> and so she answers the phone and she says, that one got me. Good morning, booger shakers. And so I so tagged funny. him and it was like, this one's for you, Russell. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, and then uh, she and Allison, like, are literally fighting over the phone before, like, right before that happens. Um, and, of course, Bernice wins. Um, but then Anthony is talking about, here we go. Here's another. We need a count for this, too. Like, the weird Southern names. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Bootsy Pittman wants Anthony to check on her iguana. Um, for context, they are decorating Bootsy and her husband's um, house. And they are doing 14 rooms in 10 days. They are not home. They keep calling Anthony or she keeps calling Anthony wanting him to like spoon feed her iguana. And he's Uh like, I want to say Bootsy, you're in. Is it Bimini? Is that what he says? Bimini. Yeah. Bimini. Okay. He says, get your pale butt on the beach. (laughs) And Allison's like, you people got to get a better attitude about this job. Lester Pittman is just the kind of customer that Sugar Bakers needs to be associated with. Don't think of it as working hard. Think of it as sucking up. Mm -hmm. And Julie's like, it's so great. Gee, that's a lovely sentiment, Allison. Perhaps we should embroider it on a sampler. (laughs) (laughs) That got me. (laughs) Me too. Um, And Mary Jo comes in and she's like, like warning everyone. And she's like, um, like, I need to talk to you, Julia. Uh, Carlene has written this song. And Julia's like, Carlene has written any songs, Mary Jo. And she's like, no, no, no. This is special. She wrote a song for Atlanta for the Olympics. And the song has made the semifinals in this in this competition. And Julia says, are we speaking of the same Carlene who wrote the favorite, the good old days? (laughs) They were good. They were old. They were days. Gosh, she was so sassy when she said this. It was so much. (laughs) Mary Jo's like, well, yes, but this one's really cute. I even told her I'd help her sing it, but she really sees it as a trio. And she's staring at Julie, and Julia's like, no way, Mary Jo, not doing it. And she's like, come on, we really need you. You're the only one who knows all the technical musical things like pitch. <laughs> and Julia says, pitch has never been a factor in Carlene's songs. There's no way on God's green earth you're going to get me. And then, like, as she's saying this, Carlene comes in, and she's like, have you heard about my song? Julia's like, yes, we did, Carly, and congratulations. Um, and she says that Mary Jo has agreed to help her sing it. And uh, like, she's like, Julia, it would just take a minute for me to teach it to you. Then we'd be just like Emmy Lou Harris and Linda Ronstadt and Dolly Parton. And Allison's like, Carlene, 
We don't have time to listen to your dog packed ditties. Oh, that was what hard to say. What does that mean? I don't know. And okay. Colleen's like, look, it's a crossover hit. It's country pop. And like, if it makes it to the Olympics, I will have realized a personal best. And she's like, uh, Julia, you got to help me. You know, I only need one hour. That's it. And then she goes and she's like, listen. And so she kind of starts like playing a little bit. Um, the full song is also up on our YouTube um if you want to wow. hear it, like the end spoilers, it's the end of the episode, like the final one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it sounds kind of cute. And Julia's like, gee, you know, those are, those are real lyrics. This song actually has some potential. What are you calling it? And Allison says, let me guess variations on a Hooterville hit. Allison. Okay. Is Allison supposed to be not from here? She I just realized she lived like in New episode. York. I don't know if she ever lived yeah. in Georgia before New York, but she, presents as if she is from new york but she's a sugar baker so they're all from atlanta see i thought or i always was just assuming incorrectly of course probably that she was from like the south but thought like she was better than the south and lived in new york that's what i thought too but i don't know if they ever actually like I know. I don't think they say that. So maybe she is just like from New York or something because she is always trying to separate herself from them. Yeah. And Carlene says, it's called Atlanta where my sweet dreams come true. She's so precious. That's sweet. Um, And then Anthony comes out and he's like, what's going on? And Allison's like, well, it's hootenanny time. Grab a washboard, blow into a jug, and I'll just go into my squaw dance, which I don't like. I don't like that. That doesn't squaw dance. That's what it sounded like she said. Uh oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't like know that. if she was trying to say square dance, but squaw dance a makes no oh. sense and b oh, is racist. Oh. Yeah. But I listened to it twice, and that's what it sounded like. So maybe she was trying to say square dance and made it sound really trying to make it southern or something. Maybe I don't. Know. I don't have closed captioning, so I couldn't see. But right. she says something. Yeah. And. The phone rings again, and Bernice answers, Sugar Bakers, stand by your man. <laughs> Why? I love it. Uh, later, Car- then we cut to later. Carlene comes in with Heather. She says that Heather is their first groupie, and then introduces her to the group. And uh, Bernice says, I was Vic Damone's first groupie for a while. It was a fatal attraction kind of thing. And when it got oh. too ugly, I dumped him for Mitch Miller. I don't know who either of these people are. Okay, I, I didn't either. I didn't hear properly. I thought she said Ramones. Oh, and- <laughs> that would have been so much funnier. Well, to me, it would have been. Yeah, it didn't make. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seemed really what to me. I was like, huh? I looked That's them both funny. up. I don't know them. I've never heard any of their songs. But Vic Damone apparently okay. was like a singer and an entertainer. And then Mitch Miller was an oboist and a conductor. What? So like real no. rock and roll guys here. What? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so okay. like, how did you know? How did you meet this person? And Heather has a friend who um is on the song committee, and she got to hear. She like played all the semifinalist tapes for Heather, and she thinks that Carlene's is the best one. See, I should have known this was weird. Yeah. From that, because that's weird. That is weird. But this show is weird. And it's been weird this whole episode. So I didn't really. I just went with it. (laughs) Um, And Julia says, you know, should we really be privy to that information? And uh, Heather says, the judges just went on and on and on about your voice, Julia. And she's like, oh, they did? Well, Uh that's flattering. Won't you sit down? She always Mm -hmm. does that. (laughs) That was so good. Um, And then Carlene says that Heather's volunteered to be their road manager, costume designer, and handle all of their press. Like, 
Carlene is really jumping the gun here. Yeah. And Mary Jo's like, that's really sweet, but like, I don't think you should paint our names on the side of the customized tour bus just yet. Um, and Julia's like, also, you know, we don't want to take advantage of Heather. And she says, that's okay. You know, I'm just a grocery store checkout girl. I don't have much time, much to fill up my time. And music is really the only thing that keeps me from feeling lonely. Oh, and gosh. then <laughs> Anthony comes in and he's like, I just got back from Pittman Hill and the iguana has scared off the painters. I think it ate some of it because he's looking kind of peaked or she, Aww. whatever he calls the iguana. Um, and Heather says that she saw on the National Geographic Explorer that iguanas need sunlight every day or they'll lose their luster. She's like, I watch it all the time. It's the only traveling I get to do. She's like really laying it on thick. Yeah. And Anthony's like, thank you. I'm glad to know that. Who are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Mary Jo introduces her as their first groupie. Um, And Heather says, you know, y'all must be very busy. I won't take up any more of your time. And then Carlene says, you're as welcome as the sunshine anytime. She's so cute. And Heather says, good. Maybe I'll come back this afternoon. Wow. That's eager. Um, Uh, That's I I know. I really liked we're as welcome as the sunshine. I think that's really precious. You would say. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, too too soon. Too soon. (laughs) And then Mary Jo's like, well, sure. I mean, we'll be here. And uh, Heather's like, I just feel privileged to be a part of your glamorous lives. And then she I felt a little bit. This is a little bit like when I was like going to Toronto and going to like (laughs) songbuster shows like a little bit. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. But you weren't (laughs) grifting anybody. Spoilers. What? I said spoilers. You weren't grifting anybody. Oh, spo- that is spoilers. <laughs> I thought you were saying sp- fake spoilers for something oh, of my no. life. But yeah, you're right. I was literally after, not after anything. <laughs> nope. And then Carlene's like, isn't she just darling? And Allison says, I think she's pathetic. What self-respective, oh a respecting groupie would latch onto you and she could be chasing rock stars? Rude. And Mary Jo says, well, maybe she's just a novice groupie. Maybe she's going to cut her teeth on us and then move up to somebody like John Denver. <laughs> what? That is... But you know what? John Denver probably does, did have groupies. I'm sure you know? he did. He's very, he was like really pleasant, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> funny. Um, and then Bernice is like, I think I was his groupie too. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then we cut to later again, and Anthony or Allison asks Anthony what he thinks of this Heather person. Mm-hmm. And Anthony says, I don't know, Allison. You have to admit. Oh, and she told the story. I think I guess I missed this. Um, oh. In my notes. I thought I took notes on it. Anyway, she tells this story about... um, Oh, that she followed her? No. The one about her her mom and the pizza. Oh, yes. Did I just... Yeah, it's really confusing because it's like she was supposed to... Her mom was supposed to open... She like got all this money. It was supposed to open a, a pizza place, but then she found out she was allergic to mozzarella. Yes. And so... um. She asks Anthony what he thinks about this. Um, and he's like, Allison, you have to admit that story. Oh, no, this is where we find out about it. Okay. Oh, I was okay. confused because he just started talking. talking and I thought Heather it. told the Got story. It. But we didn't yeah, actually yeah. see Heather tell the story. They do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> confusing. And he says, you have to admit that story about her poor mother scrimping and saving to buy a pizza parlor in Wingo, Wingo, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, just to find out she was allergic to mozzarella cheese. That's very pitiful. And Allison's like, she could have picked that up from Queen from a day. What's wrong with this picture? She's enamored 
of three singing decorators. She's like, I think I'm going to conduct a background check on that miserable little waif. And Anthony's like, how are you going to do that? And she's like, Mm -hmm. well, I have a knack for espionage. I came this close to being recruited by the CIA when I was at Wellesley. Drink every time she mentions that she went to Wellesley. Um, (laughs) Look, I have a friend who went... People who have been there are very excited about it. I mean, I guess if I went there, I'd tell everybody to you. Um, <laughs> she's like, but I couldn't speak Farsi, darn it. Mm. Um, and then Anthony says, I hate to be hard on somebody who's had such a bad time with pizza, but there's something a little <laughs> disturbing about Heather. And Allison's mm-hmm. like, cool, so you're help me. And he's like, no, Allison, you're pretty disturbing yourself. Yeah. And she's like, well, see yourself, but the glory will be all mine. What glory? I don't. You're going to find you know, out the this girl. being and, right. What? I don't understand. Um, yeah. So Allison drops something or something off the counter and she like bends over when she's behind it. Uh, Heather comes in and she like starts going <laughs> through Julia's desk. Oh, I hate it. Maybe so. Oh, it skewed me out. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> I hated it. Allison is a terrible spy. She mm-hmm. immediately pops up and was like, ha, I caught you. But like mm-hmm. she had barely opened a drawer. Yeah, she hadn't really done anything. She hadn't really catch her. Done anything yet? Like, be patient. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. not patient. Um, no. But she immediately pops up and is like, "I'm on to you. I've been on to you since the moment you walked through that door playing poor pitiful Pearl." There's never been a pizza parlor in Wingo, Georgia. And Heather's like, "How did you know that?" And Allison's like, "It was an educated guess. I know so you, smug. you little grifter. I rifled through a few drawers myself. The only thing that I can't figure <laughs> is what's in it for you." And she says, nothing. I just want to be everybody's friend. Allison's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you and John Gotti. That joke I got. (laughs) I didn't get Bernice's jokes, but I got that one. Um, Yeah. And Heather starts crying and apologizing that Allison doesn't like her. Meanwhile, everyone else comes in while Allison is standing there smug and Heather is crying. And they're like, what did you do to her? Yeah. Allison's like, this is just part of her act. She was going through Julia's desk. And Heather's like, oh, well, the finalists are going to be notified this afternoon. So I just made you good luck presents, even made one for Allison so she wouldn't feel left out. And um, the phone rings again and Bernice picks it up. Sugar Baker is now and forever. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so glad you got all these. I love her so much. And Mary Jo says that, you know, Allison really shouldn't keep her gift. Um, And Heather's like, no, I want her to have it. And Allison's like, yeah, there's no pizza parlor in Wingo, Winnow, Georgia, whatever it's called. Um, She made it up and she was like, oh, well, you know, I thought if I told you the truth that you wouldn't like me, that my mother was in jail for mail fraud. She's like, mail fraud is a federal offense. And then just like keeps crying. (laughs) And Carlene Uh hugs her. She's a mess. And she's like, Allison, shame, shame. I know your name. Gift that I loved that. And then we cut back to Bernice, and she's like, I'm sorry. You must have me confused with someone who cares. I also give oh, that. Oh, wow. That's a good line. Um, mm-hmm. And then Julie, she hangs up, and she's like, who is that? And Bernice is like, everyone who calls here is mixed up. It was some fruitcake trying to tell me that I'm a finalist in a song contest. Oh, my God. Bernice, then, where have you been? Where have you been, Bernice? <laughs> the whole episode. And they're just like, ah. Oh. And Carlene's like, we made it. Um, and then we cut to later and the phone rings again and Bernice picks it up and says, Sunday, 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 sugar baker blows the lid off prices. <laughs> She's a nut. <laughs> and Mary Jo grabs the phone from her and like by this time they've hung up 
And she's like, Bernice, you know what really help us is if you would do some work on the files. Like, we haven't had a chance to put anything away in weeks. And Bernice is like, okay, do you have a system? Mary Jo's like, it's just alphabetical. And Bernice says, how does that work? <laughs> Bernice. <laughs> Bernice. Uh. It's like some of the people who work at the library can't put books on. A I shelf was by literally about to name. I was about to say that. Oops! I literally stand at the whole shelf sometimes and just be like the alphabet, and then everyone can alphabet. Hear me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like that's not how the alphabet works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Mary Jo's like, "All right, maybe you should just stick to the phone." Uh huh. And then Julia tells. They're talking about costumes with Heather and, you know, she's like, we should really just keep it simple. I know it's a country song, but we don't want to go out there dressed like Minnie Pearl. I also got that reference. Oh, Um, yeah. And she's like, oh, well, this is a fabric I was thinking. It's really pretty black sequin. Um, And Carlene's like, "Ooh, Julia, this is pretty ding dang classy. (laughs) Julia's like, yes, Carlene, ding dang was exactly the expression I was searching for. (laughs) And Heather's like, don't worry, Julia, I'll make sure it's up to your standards. Um, and then Allison leans over the couch and like kind of whispers to her, sell it to someone who's buying. Wow. Um, I like that. Yeah. And then Heather. It's real has, sassy this episode. She's so sassy. Uh, Heather's arranged for a hair and makeup artist. And mm. Mary Jo says that she's going through too much to too much trouble for all this. Like, you know, I hope you're not uh, neglecting your duties over at the Winn-Dixie. And Heather says, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, I don't know when I've had this much fun. And then she's like, I'll see y'all later. And she leaves. And Carlene says, she is just the sweetest thing to walk the face of the earth, isn't she? Huh. And Allison says, she's a force of evil. She is the <laughs> devil incarnate. So good. So good. And Mary Jo's like, you really don't like her, do you? She says, mm-hmm. no, Mary Jo, I don't. And it might interest you to know that I have that I followed her to that grocery store and she's no checker. She's a common bagger. I love how just Allison seems so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And Carlene's like, what's your problem? Everybody loves her except you. And then Mary Jo's like at her desk and she like mm, covers quiet. her face and like looks mm-hmm. down and gets really quiet. Mm-hmm. And there she's like, Mary Jo. And she's like, well, to be honest, I think she's like one of those happy face buttons. They're supposed <laughs> to make you happy, but they really just tick you off. Mm hmm. But Allison seems to think she's such a bad bad egg. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. And Julia says that she likes her, but she thinks she has some self-esteem problems. Um, But also they shouldn't encourage her to fawn all over them. Yeah. And she's like, Carlene, she's just like, I'm just, we're just her role models. Uh. And she's like, I know what that's like. Standing at the checkout counter, listening to Muzak, thinking about your mama cooling her heels and the clink. Where does she get this stuff? <laughs> I know. She's, um, she's like, I don't mean to be critical, but I think y'all have a problem with her because you don't think she's good enough for you. Well, I mean, they says, have been well, snobby in the not. past, so this kind of works. They have. Yeah. And then Allison confirms that by saying, well, she's not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Bernice says, I think it's terrible how they treat that poor little girl. It's like the way you take advantage of me. I've been working uh-huh. in this snake pit for days now, and I've yet to see a paycheck. <laughs> I made a gif of that and I I wanted to be like three days before payday. (laughs) (laughs) When you haven't had a paycheck in a month and you still got only three more days. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, And then Anthony comes in and Carlene asks what he thinks of Heather. And he says, she reminds me of Ann Baxter in that movie, All About Eve, 
Remember how Eve shows up in that dowdy hat and frumpy raincoat and warms her way into everyone's heart with that little self-effacing way? And all that time she was trying to destroy Betty Davis. And Mary Jo says, good thing, Anthony, that uh, Eve, like, Eve was after something. But, like, what could Heather, like, possibly want from us? And Allison's like, that's one nut I haven't been able to crack, but I'll tell you something. She's just like everybody else in this world. Out for number one. I was, like, I didn't, I didn't know. This caught me, like, so this surprised me. Every time they're like, what could she be after? I didn't even, like, think about it. I was like, yeah, duh. She's not after anything. I I would be conned very easily. (laughs) (laughs) And then Carlene says, well, now, if you feel that way, I feel really sorry for you. You've got to learn how to trust people. You might have those New York City smarts, but it doesn't amount to a hill of beans when it comes to friends. It doesn't compare to true friends, real friends, true blue friends. And Bernice is like, that was beautiful. I'd sing Kumbaya, but I don't know what the hell it means. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Bernice. Um, And then we cut to like the night of the competition or whatever. And Julia and Mary Jo and Carlene come into their dressing room and they have the biggest hair they've ever had on this show. That must they must have some pieces in it. Yeah, it was teased for the gods. Honestly, no one's ever had hair like this. No. And uh, Julia's like, give me that hairbrush. And Carlene's like, no, you'll mess it up. And Julia says, I want to mess it up. My head is enormous. No. And Mary Jo's like, I told him to to back off with that teasing comb. But he said he was following Heather's instructions. And Carlene says that she likes it. She thinks it gives Mary Jo star quality. And she says, have you ever noticed that celebrities either have big heads or big hair? Um, And she's like, for example, you know, if you got a big head like Michelle Pfeiffer's, you ain't a real cat. You don't need big hair. (laughs) I like how you just snuck that in as if it were the line. That's the line. That's Also, I didn't know she had a big head. I've never noticed. I don't think she has a big head. I don't don't know. Um, She's like, but if you have a tiny head like Dolly Parton, you need big hair. And then Mary Jo says, and look at Patty LaBelle. She's got a big head and a big hair. I've never noticed uh-huh. Patty LaBelle having a big head either. Oh, man. I don't understand. I, maybe. I don't know. Um, and she's like, I guess she's got it covered from every angle. And then Julia says she wonders where mm-hmm. Heather is. Um, she's like, oh, she took our music to the band. And then the stage manager comes in and tells them they've got five minutes. And Julia's like, I think we're in the wrong dressing room. Like, these are not our costumes. Like, we've got to do something about this. And or you have to do something about this. And he's like, do you see a pincushion on my wrist? My job is to get you on stage in four minutes. And Carlene's <laughs> like, I thought you said five. And he's like, not anymore. And then walks out. And Julia's like, all right, I guess we'll just have to wear street clothes. And Carlene's like, no, that'll spoil everything. And Mary's like, it'll be all right. You know, at least we've got our hair. And then they turn around <laughs> in this closet and their street clothes are gone. So the only yep. thing that's in there are these costumes that we have not seen yet. We have not that- seen. Yeah. That are not theirs. Um, and Julia says, I think there's something funny around here. And it's Heather. Mm-hmm. And then Allison comes in and she's like, why are y'all not dressed? And Julia says, someone has taken our clothes and our costumes and left us with those. And Allison's like, oh, really? And who could that be? You don't think it's the Heather the gift bunny, do you? And could it be Heather the hugger who is responsible for your hairdos from hell? She is real smug right now. <laughs> she's Yeah. Um, she's like, and surely it couldn't be Heather, the true blue friend who's following you on tonight's program. 
and then Julia grabs. I loved that reveal. Sure enough, (laughs) Heather McFall is performing right after them, and Julia says, "I guess our little innocent little Win Dixie check bagger has fixed our wagons for good." And Carlene's so upset. She's like, "She set us up, but she worshipped me." I trusted her. I thought y'all were just being snotty about her, but now she's fixed it so we can't go on at all. And Julia I mean, says, yes, we can. <laughs> we're going to get in these costumes. We're going to go out there. You want a place in this show and we're not going to let you down. Excuse me. You just got to fix a little something. And then Julia asks the stage manager who is telling them it's time to go on stage and they're still in their robes. If he could show them to Heather's dressing room and he's like, oh yeah, sure. Right this way. I'm like, but you were just telling them to get, get on stage anyway. Um, and then Julia, because this line would not work if Julia was not wearing her bathrobe. Um, oh yeah. She, in her Betty Davis impression, she starts swinging the, the like tie on her robe and she says, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. And all I could think of was Moira Rose. Uh, the she, way she said it. Yeah. I'm so surprised I didn't catch it until you told me. And then uh, Leslie sent that to me to put on our Instagram, by the way. So there we go. And but, I wonder, yeah. like, it makes me wonder, like, if Catherine O'Hara, like, watched, you know, like, if she also got inspiration from Betty Davis. Yeah. Because clearly, like, Dixie is yeah. quoting Betty Davis here. But, like, that, and that like, put on sound and, you know, accent mm-hmm. and stuff. And I never thought about it before. I'm just like, me oh, neither. that's Catherine O'Hara. Interesting. <sighs> Dun, dun, dun. And then yeah. we cut to sugar bakers. They are all sitting in these giant tulle skirts with like eight layers. And they're like up in their faces. Like these skirts are so big. They're sitting on the couch and the skirts are like almost to their chins. Um, and Carlene says, maybe we weren't that bad. And Bernie says, I was there. Believe me, you were awful. The band never did find your music, did they? And Mary Jo says, nope. Heather thought of everything. And Carlene's like, how could one human being do this to another? And Julia says, because Carlene, Heather is a world-class sociopath. Mm, yeah, no, but she is, though. She is, though. And Allison says, I know you're all going to think I told you to say, I'm going to say I told you so, but I'm not. Just the sight of you in those hee-haw fly girl frocks is all, say that ten times fast, is yeah. all that I that I told you, told you so I'm going to need for the rest of my life. <laughs> And then Carlene says, well, I guess Allison was right. The world is a dark and dangerous place. It's just full of dogs eating dogs. I was such a sucker to think that a pie-eyed kid from Poplar Bluff, Missouri could ever have a dream come true. And Anthony's like, no, no, I don't buy that. Not That's not the words of someone who wrote a song like this. He's like, um, I'm glad they didn't move this piano yet. And so he walks over and starts playing the piano and he tells them to come come over and sing it. And so they start singing it, and then they invite Allison to sing it, too. And if you want to hear the song, it's on our YouTube page. Here's um, the thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, if, if when people go listen, is what I wanted to say. It seemed to, it seemed to me a little chaotic, the singing, yeah. for some reason. Like, or, or, like I know they had other music come in that wasn't just, like, them on the piano and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, like, like it, it seemed like not everyone was singing the same lines or something i was like what is happening right now maybe it's just me i don't know if you felt that yeah i did okay Um, good and then anthony says oh it's a shame heather didn't get to hear it one last time and then you cut to her tied up in a chair in her dressing room so she didn't get to sing either was amazing i love that so much i think i went (laughs) 
Yes. I literally made that sound <laughs> out loud. I was so excited that they got her. Oh, so proud yep. of that. So it was like, and it was a crazy one, but it was fun. It was fun. It reminds me a lot of that uh, episode of Golden Girls where they do the theme song for Miami. Only oh. like way more nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, by the way, that's where some people might recognize Heather from. She was on Golden Girls as well as like X-Files as well as, um, uh, you know, what other things like Quantum Leap, like so many things that were in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So uh sorry about that um did you have an outfit i did let me see if i can find it gets on my phone i had a lot of all of bernice's outfit oh okay all right i really like good the her first one i guess because i really like her sweater um she's got on like a gold turtleneck and like a you know chunky 90s sweater that has all Uh sorts of colors of diamonds all over it oh my god and her like big like gold earrings and she's like she's got to be wearing shoulder pads and just like the way she answers the phone is really yeah it's really funny oh man i didn't notice to see if she took off like her earrings every time she answered the phone just like (laughs) charlene used to do (laughs) oh yeah did you have one yeah yeah i was just pausing i didn't know if you Oh. Anything else? Right. Um, I liked Julia's. I mean, their their end outfits that they had to wear on stage that weren't their costumes were kind of fun, also. Yes. Um, all cause, especially because it had the petticoats underneath. Them mm-hmm. Were pretty great. But um, oh, I also I wanted to look. Mary Jo looked a little pregnant. Does Annie Potts have children? Uh, I've been doing this lately, where I've, I've like guessed when people are pregnant in shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really fun but like and yes, i realized she has like, three th- children she because i kind of noticed it in the um you know pregnant bellies are different from regular uh i noticed it in the bathrobes that she had her belt like really high up like underneath her boobs and then just now i was looking that i was like we didn't see her stomach that much in this episode yeah he was born her son was born in 92 so good call i think she was pregnant because she was behind something a lot of this Mm -hmm. episode i was i was like watching it um and she's behind something again for this picture i have in my outfit but her outfit isn't my favorite but i was like oh i think she may have been pregnant i may look next episode and see if they do it like I love the whole like carrying a big bag in front or like they just did this on um they did this on Brooklyn Nine-Nine twice with <laughs> one of their actresses who got actually pregnant in real life the first time they didn't really do anything about it she just pretends to be pregnant the second time they didn't have they then have like elaborate ways of <laughs> like hiding it it is so funny to me um I just love it uh but um uh, so my favorite outfit was Julia's purple uh, plaid blazer type mm-hmm. thing. So she's wearing a look. It could be a dress underneath or maybe it's a skirt, and a black shirt underneath. And then she has this like blazer that is plaid with it's purple with looks like blue. Oh, sorry. Uh, either um, blue or different colored purple stripes and like the big but the big stripes are black. And I just like, mm-hmm. oh, I would wear it. It's a good look. I thought it was really good. I also like her. Get a good um, shot of it. <laughs> her when she she had like the plain kind of black shift dress, but it had mm-hmm. like the yeah. button up collar and stuff. That yeah. she she was on point this episode. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. They sometimes they just 
You know, although it's so funny about looking at this, looking at Mary Jo and Julia right now, their hair is pretty big always. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and it's, it's big. Enormous. Yeah. And so just this most, I was really, Jan Hook's hair, I was yeah. really impressed by because she usually just, just has like a it's little bob. Very, yeah. But it was big. I love it. So impressed. Um, yeah. Uh, Leslie, is that our episode? That's our episode. Where can people find us? All over the internets. We are mm-hmm. the girls who came to Sugar Bakers on uh, iTunes and our Podbean site. We are Sugar Baker Girls pretty much everywhere else, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Pinterest. Um, if you like us, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It does help us reach more people. And speaking of listening, thanks for doing that thing that you do. <laughs> <laughs> that thing you do. Aww. Aww. If any of y'all uh, got to watch the live watch party last Friday, it was mm-hmm. amazing. And if you didn't, it's probably on YouTube under the wonders. Page. Oh, you know what? I might need to I actually might need to watch it. It's so cute. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, we're already into it. I can't catch up. But, but I you probably could have yeah. just gone into it. <laughs> I can watch it on YouTube. Oh, man. Okay. Should we say, should we say goodbye, Leslie? Yes. We will talk okay. to y'all next time. Bye. Bye. My buddy. My buddy. My buddy. That's not working. Oh, no. I, oh, oh, no. That was, that was so traumatic. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just channeling today's episode. Look. <laughs> <laughs>